0: Hey everyone, I'm Sarah James, a beauty blogger and self-help aficionado. And I'm Kristen Howerton, a writer and psychotherapist. And you are listening to Selfie, a weekly
1: podcast about two women trying to tackle better self-care. We are both of the opinion that self-care is important, and yet we find it elusive. And while we may have all the info we need, we don't always get there.
0: From the silly to the serious, we are taking a vulnerable yet humorous look at body,
1: mind, and spirit. And maybe a touch of the random, all while looking at the distractions and defenses that keep us from caring for ourselves like we should. Hey guys, well I am here with Sarah to do a quick self-care check-in. And then we're going to be doing an advice line today with questions from you guys. So Sarah, how has your self-care been the last couple weeks? Uh, well, I feel like I
0: haven't talked to you in a while. I know. I like doesn't it feel too. like that? It does. Um. Well, we're we are already on summer break, so I don't yeah, know you when guys, this. You guys end way before we do. We end before Memorial Day weekend, so we are we are in summer. Although here in Oklahoma, perhaps you might have heard, it's all over the national news. We are in the midst of weeks of tornadoes and thunderstorms. Yeah. It is never ending. It's storming Crazy. right now as we're recording this. I'm hoping my internet doesn't go out at any moment. But um so it's been a really weird summer because we're in the basement a lot, hoping our house doesn't get torn up by a tornado. Well no, I don't not really. even it's understand because but... I'm
1: watching you on Instagram and I swear one night you were like in a bunker. Oh and then yes. the next day you were sitting at a pool. Like, <laughs> yes,
0: well, uh, welcome to Oklahoma. It's just the weather. They always say, if you don't like the weather, just wait a couple of minutes because that's how it rolls here. But I will say, I do have to tell you about that particular night. So, you know, we're very weather aware here. We have some of the country's best meteorologists because the weather is so funky here. Um, So about a week ago, there was this huge risk for all of these tornadoes. They closed all the public schools. Um, Everybody was like supposed to stay home because uh, there was going to be some massive. Massive tornadoes, you know, yada, yada. And um, nothing really ended up happening that day, um, which is, you know, the case with lots of times you you, you don't know, you don't know whether you're going to get tornadoes or no, not, you, you know, yeah,
1: it's, it's not 100%.
0: But like we were all, you know, we're all going to the grocery stores. We're getting extra snacks. We're making sure our like, you know, basements and or shelters are ready to go. And then nothing happened. Well, then a couple of days later, which was last weekend, I didn't even know we had a chance of tornadoes. And I'm, I mean, I'm not watching the news all day long, but I feel like I'm relatively aware. I'm paying attention. So it was actually the Saturday of Memorial Weekend and we spent all day with our friends um, like playing. Cornhole outside, drinking, just, you know, all of our kids were playing together, just a whole day-long ordeal of sun and margaritas and the whole thing. <laughs> um, and so the, the the day went into the night, and we were all Ubering from my friend's house back to my house because we were going to drop our kids off, and then the parents were going to continue on to the next bar. <laughs> To get these burgers at this one bar called <laughs> Bar Arbolada, that I is my favorite bar here in Oklahoma City, and on Saturday nights they call it Paloma Town, and they serve palomas and burgers, and they're oh. the best burgers ever. So you know, I I was like, I am gonna eat a burger tonight. I'm gonna eat the bun. I'm crazy. Go gluten. The whole thing. So we are in an Uber driving to my house. And then I'm like, wow, the weather seems kind of odd outside. And everybody's like, yeah, it's kind of weird out here. We walk into my house with four children and my dog, and the tornado sirens start blaring. We had absolutely no idea. That tornado hit less than a mile from my house. Like it was all of a sudden. insane. It was, oh, yeah. All of a sudden, it was just trees were blowing and things were blowing through the air, and the sirens were going off. And I looked at them, I'm like, what's going on and they're like i guess it's a tornado so we all had to like go down to our, my basement but we had we had no idea it was going to happen and that's the weird thing about the weather here it's like you just don't know yeah and so i just looked at um my weather forecast on my iphone and it shows thunderstorms for the next 7 days straight and i'm about Ooh, to cry that's not what you want just, in the summer i just i just don't want i just I don't want any more thunderstorms. I don't want any more rain. Um, I'm so sick of taking my dog out to pee in the rain. And then he (laughs) comes in my house and his muddy paws get all over my floors. And I just need it to stop. You do need that to stop. I don't know about my self-care, really. It's just kind of I'm feeling a little frazzled.
1: Are you still doing your daily walks?
0: Well, Yes and no. Um, I have, I mean, I have to because of the dog, but my son suddenly is really into making money for doing chores. So I've kind of pushed that job off on him because he's, you know, he's not very active. And (laughs) I mean, at all. He's an inside kid. He is an inside lay on the bed kid. And so now he walks Clem twice a day. So, I mean, good for me that I have, like, pushed that off on someone else, but also I'm not walking as much because I don't want to go walk around in the puddles because then my dog drinks the puddle and gets a parasite called Giardia that I'm paying all this money to give him antibiotics to get rid of his parasite.
1: Well, um, I've had Giardia before. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) What? Um, Did you eat someone's poop? No, it is. Extremely in common in Haiti. Yeah. And uh, yeah. um, fun story, when I brought my son home from Haiti at three and a half years old, not an infant, but a walking, talking child, Um, we all had it. We all got it uh. from that trip. And he didn't speak English that well. <laughs> and oh, no. I had to, in order to test for it, I had to collect his poop like three times. Yes. Right. And so this poor child doesn't you know doesn't know me that well moves into my home from a foreign country and now his new mother is making him poop in a cup and then she's taking little spoons in- implements and putting it into like a prescription bottle so we still laugh about like what he must have thought of me oh yes I thought he was psycho going to new a mom scary, collecting very scary place there's nothing um, grosser I-
0: no, well, I had to do it last week because yeah. you know, after I found out about the parasite, that which is just you—you you know me—is probably it's just my own personal ha- hell. Just well, you do have to be careful because it's, it is—it is very contagious. Oh yeah, so she—we're she, sitting and it was just oh, like. Yeah. The blood drained oh, from yeah. my face. And I just looked at her and I said, he's been licking my face, you know, for yeah. like weeks now. And she's like, well, it's pretty rare from dog to human, but it can happen. And you know me, I just, the wheel started spinning. Of I'm course. like, oh, I think I got to go diarrhea right I feel now. feel something. Which I did because of course I was having anxiety. anxiety so anxiety then I had like a whole yeah. GI anxiety <laughs> diarrhea thing for three days. And I'm like, I have Giardia. I have Giardia. And so, oh. but I got tested. I did not, but we just finished all of his antibiotics and we retested and he still has it. <sighs> and I'm just beginning this. You guys, you you all know this if you have pets. The the cost of pets. I cannot tell you. I feel like I'm just shelling out $100 here, $100 here. 100, the tests and the medicine and the, like, I don't, oh my God, I can't, the grooming. And it's just yeah. like- so, it's so much more money than I thought. I feel like I'm at my vet's office every week right now because of this parasite oh crash. And I just, I don't. And so then now they're like, we need to do another round, except we're going to do twice as long now.
1: And I'm just like, I give up. I'm seriously, Not to mention I give these, up. like, these medications for humans are probably like $10, but it's probably oh, yeah. like extra for dogs. It's like 80 bucks for oh, a flagel. Sh- yeah. You know that's I mean, the generic 80s. of that.
0: It was something. I don't know. But I begin, and I know it's not, but I kind of feel, I just feel like it's a racket. And it's not. I get it. He got tested. He has it. But I've also read that lots of dogs have Giardia, and they're fine. Like, they just have it. It's just in their system. Lots of cats, lots of dogs. And I'm like, I'm not going to continually give him medicine forever. Like He's fine. The dog's fine. I mean, he's fine. Giardia Um, is like the Lyme disease of dogs. Everyone (laughs) has it. (laughs) <laughs> All I know is I just—I mean, my, I'm sorry, but my my love—I had to, I rescinded a little bit of my love for this dog the minute I found out I had a parasite. I'm like, oh yeah, no, don't lick me anymore. Yeah, They're I would cute. feel the same go way. Go over there, go over there, and I I think he's sad.
1: I would but feel the you know same what? way.
0: <sighs> okay, that's enough about my dog. What I is actually going feel on guilty that we
1: were both just giggling about Lyme disease, and I want to explain to people who don't know the story. That right. we actually think it's very serious. Sarah did have it, but we also believe it to be very overdiagnosed.
0: I am very glad you pointed that out because I'm sure there were some people that were probably not happy with that comment. No. But yes.
1: It, it, yeah. can, it can be a very real thing. It is overdiagnosed. But it is overdiagnosed. Sure. And it, there is a whole racket around Lyme disease.
0: Oh, the biggest racket ever.
1: But I was some part people of really have it. Yep, you were.
0: Yes. 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 I was part of it for a couple of years there. Yes.
1: Yes. Anyway, that's a oh, that's okay. an episode
0: for another day. Yes. Never. Sarah's so I, like, I never. knew you were going to say an episode that. Episode for never. 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 Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Too soon. <laughs> it will never ever be appropriate in my head. Oh. No, thank you. Okay, tell me what's up with you.
1: Well, I mean, you know, my kids get out of school next week, um, and I'm just panicked about it. I'm so just are panicked they? About are they staying it. home? No, they're not really, (laughs) not really. They're going in 5 million different directions, which is almost worse than them staying home. Uh uh Uh-huh. You know, I feel like every summer it's that negotiation between, do I want them out of my hair, but that means I have to drive them multiple places, or do Mm -hmm. I just want them at home so I don't have to drive anywhere? Oh, for sure. And I really don't know, which is better, because I hate driving, I hate driving places. Would you know what I did? I did like half and I did half and
0: half. Yeah. Summer. A little bit of both.
1: That's a little bit what I have going on. I've got. um, But then they're really in different places like because Jafta has football all summer. I'm a football Mm. mom now. Oh, man. Are you going to have like two a
0: days and three a days and all that stuff? Well, I guess that's what Mark said. But. Yeah. my ex
1: but I guess they're not allowed anymore to do that oh because they like get they like the, yeah. some of the children have died just because de- of deaths. dehydration yes. deaths yes. and things so yes, they're not allowed to things. do that but they do have it every day and it's very 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 serious with a capital v and you know if you miss your kid might not play and it's just oh for sure oh good grief so I guess we don't get a summer vacation because of ninth grade football <laughs> which you know I'm not a sports person so I am just like outraged you know, um,
0: get ready for your outrage to just blossom oh. over the years because it's just totally. going to get worse. I just it's don't gonna understand get worse. it.
1: I'm like, we, what? We're a family. We're going to take a vacation. I'm like, no, he has to be there. No. Friday night lights, man. Friday night lights. Oh boy. Yeah. Oh, it's yeah. very intense. It's very serious. And I am just going to have to really hold my tongue a lot.
0: Um, can I just interject really quickly and say how funny it was when you did the day of Instagram stories when you were at Karis' soccer game <laughs> and you're explaining to everyone that like, I don't know what's going on. I'm listening to a podcast in my ear and then I just kind of look around to other parents and if they cheer I cheer but the best part was like when you were done you didn't even know if she had won or not so you're like asking her these questions just waiting
1: for her to give you some cues as to how the game went (laughs) well okay the worst about that the worst about that story is India watched that on Instagram my oldest daughter who's 12 has Instagram watched it on Instagram I go to a game yesterday and then like at the end, she walks up to me and goes, we lost. I know you have no idea. <laughs> and I was like, I, I know I saw it. It was zero to one. She was like, it was zero to two. Oh, Good, good job, mom. I Way know. to go. Way to go. Um, but yeah, she did see that. So my secrets out with my children that I'm not really paying attention. Not that I think secrets that they out. thought I was, but I, you know, I'm just not a sports person. You don't person. Like yeah. I don't. I mean, no. I don't. I played. I actually played soccer in high school. I just don't like watching. You did? I did. I know. Super weird, right? What? Yeah. You played soccer in high school? In high school. This is
0: very shocking information to me.
1: Yeah. And I was on swim team.
0: What? I know. And I was a cheerleader. I, you know. Well, I knew that part. I, 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 that part is not something. <laughs> <laughs> That does not surprise me. I don't
1: mind playing but sports. Soccer. Okay, I well, even I, played, I did not know that. I played powder puff football in high school. Girl. Which was like the girls football league, which we didn't play that much, but I was super into it. So, I don't mind playing sports, I just don't like watching it. It just doesn't You're not hold a my spectator. attention. No. Yeah. I just have like sports ADD. I'm just like, "Oh, I can't follow." Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, in kids sports too. It's just like, "Oh, please."
1: But yeah, so I'm in Ooh. that like last week of school feeling like I need to finish everything, which is so it, that's such a false, you know, goal oh, cuz yeah. it's not going to happen. Oh, yeah. But it's like not happen. I'm trying to wrap everything up and be done and I do this every year and I'm like I'm going to wrap everything up so I'm totally present this summer and then I'm not. Like I feel the same panic every single day. <laughs> I'm like I can't get anything done. <laughs> I, know. I know. Welcome to summer. Almost well, I think you. it's welcome to summer as a working mom. I mean, not that stay-at-home moms don't have a stressful summer. But when you are a work-at-home mom... It's work-at-home mom. Yes. Yeah. And you're used to having that time when the kids are at school, it's a to- it's pretty much a total nightmare. No, it is. And that's why this this
0: week, which is the week following... Um, Memorial Day weekend. Usually I give them a week off, but I had too much to do. So I'm like, we're getting you right into camp. So they basically had one day off from school and they're already in camp. And I went like gung-ho with the kids in June. But in July... My son has no camps and my daughter has one week of camps. So, July, I don't I don't know. I don't know about July. We'll see. Well,
1: our issue is August because as you know, my weird school district starts after Labor Day. That's right. Nobody That's runs right. camps in August because a lot of schools go back at the beginning of August. So, nobody's going right. to run a camp that half the the kids who live around here can't go to, so we have nothing in August. Nothing. Um, well, thank goodness, um you have a pool. I know. Thank At least, Seriously, thank God for the pool.
0: All right. I know. I feel the same way.
1: It's a game changer. Girl, the same way.
0: Game changer. Well, we'll have to check in with you in a couple of weeks when you're fully into summer mode. Yeah. I'm going to be here. It's going to be great. I can't wait. I can't <laughs> wait to hear all about it. Okay. Well, let's get into our two thumbs up. What um, you got? Well, I have I have a uh, powder, a pressed powder that I want to talk about. Do tell, um, because I'm always in I, need of a good pressed powder. Well, I was thinking about you, actually, when I found this powder out. Now, I'm not a big powder user. You're not. Um, I, I'm not. I, I'm not. I'm just not. I don't get oily. I definitely tend towards dry. Um, but I like to set my concealer under my eyes and just kind of like around the nose, just kind of set that little area, right? So there's lots of green beauty powders out there, but they're all loose, and I cannot deal with loose powder. Dude, same. It just, I feel
1: the same. Why
0: do people? I mean, why would anyone even use this? It's so messy. You gotta like get it. And you gotta oh, tap your thing, and it gets flies all over your floor. It gets all gets over, all your, over sink. your Floor, and you have to like open the little thing where the dots. I mean, for the oh longest my gosh. time, I I feel the same I way. <laughs> I mean, it's so ridiculous. And I didn't know for the longest time you're we supposed to reclose it. So I'd be like, why do I open this and the entire thing of powders in the top part when it's all supposed to be in the bottom? And then I realized, oh, I'm actually supposed to close it in between. Who wants to close it in between? It's, it's too much. Ridiculous. It's too much. Okay. It's too much. But for some reason, for some reason in the whole non-toxic world, there are not, there, there's barely any pressed powders. I don't know what totally. the deal is. I guess there has to be some nasty ingredient to make them. I don't know. To bind it together. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, whatever, some crazy binder. Anywho, there is a pressed powder I just found by Air Perez, which is an Australian brand, which I love. I love. They have a waterproof mascara I like. They have a foundation I like. And so I just went on this search a couple days ago because I'm like, I want something in a compact that I can take with me, that I can put if I need to, and it's not going to spill anywhere I mean, how hard is this, people? Anyway, so they make a pressed translucent powder. Sell it on Amazon. I, I found love. it on Amazon. And it's perfect. It just completely absorbs any oil or grease or whatever. Ooh. Now, I will say it's not white. You know how some translucent powders, when they're um, um loose, mm-hmm. they're like... uh white yeah you know yeah. I don't this one is definitely like skin color like well fair skin colored it's like a it's like a light tanish kind of color and I was kind of worried about it but that but doesn't it kind of adjust
1: on... or mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah it, it's, it
0: goes on invisible
1: okay, I can't tell I want anything. to try
0: this and I like it and it's clean it's non-toxic it's great
1: okay it's I'm awesome. gonna try this because I have really been trying to find a, a new powder I need powder I'm I'm oily You know what? I'm not even oily. I'm just shiny. Yeah, that's exactly what I am
0: too. It's not oil. It's not like oil. It's just kind of. I don't know. And especially my
1: forehead is like unflattering shiny.
0: Okay, so the Air Perez powder. I think you should try it. I'm going to. And let me know if you like it. I think you're gonna like it. Um, And then my other one, uh, full circle here, going back to my dog issue. This is my dog. Is this going to be
1: another recommendation of like a bull penis? Is this another bull penis product? <laughs> no.
0: But I will tell you that I threw away the tracheas because I couldn't even look at them
1: anymore. I the just, cow the tracheas, word trachea makes oh, me want to barf. Oh, you, the, you don't even the know. Word so I don't even want to see what that would look like in my house chewed by a dog.
0: Or smell it. Let's just oh. say that
1: when it when it like it activates with
0: dog saliva, and it's maybe the worst smell I've ever smelled in my life. Okay, anyway, um, the rain, walking my dog, the muddy paws. Yeah, like I, I can't, I can't take it. Well, okay, there's like this thing called. Everyone probably already knows this as a dog. There's this thing called a mudbuster paw cleaner, mm-hmm. and it's okay, It's shaped like a cup, and it has a, a screw on top. And there's all these little silicone, like little thing, like fingery things in it. And so when you come inside, you stick their paw inside this cup and you turn it and it like rubs all the dirt off and it stays in the cup.
1: Nice. Oh, yeah.
0: It's amazing. Anybody out there that cannot stand the dirt and the mud on their floors, you got to get this thing. Mudbuster Paw Cleaner comes in three sizes, small, medium or large. And you can, of course, get it on Amazon. Oh, by the way, really quickly, did you see that, um, you know, Jeff Bezos, the CEO of Amazon? Yes. And his wife, yes. his, he and his wife are getting divorced. Yes. And did you see what her settlement was? No. $37 billion. I just, I don't even, I can't even conceive of that much money. And she just agreed she's giving half of it to charity. Wow. That's yeah. incredible. Yeah. Pretty, pretty cool. Anyway. but, but yeah, 30, Can you imagine? $37 billion dollars I don't even know
1: I I don't even know how you could spend that much in a lifetime Really I,
0: I, I know I don't either How how could you spend 1 billion dollars in a I lifetime I don't even know Okay tell me what you've got for yours
1: Okay I found a new discovery um are you an almond milk drink? What's your milk What milk do you guys drink in your house Um I
0: prefer gluten-free oat milk Thank you very oh, much Okay
1: well you might enjoy but I do this like too. almond too So we're we're not a dairy family we're pretty much dairy free. And I really like almond milk, but I also like soy milk. I like most of the fake milks. Um, But you know, it's one of those things where I've like been pressuring myself, like I need to make this myself. It's kind of expensive, you know, blah, blah, blah. Well, I found a nice little happy medium. So there's this company called Modest Milk, but they spell milk M-Y-L-K. And Mm -hmm. what they do is they sell concentrates so that you can make your own milk. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah. So So it's like a a base? Yes, it's like a base. So it's like a little jar, like a little glass jar, um, you know, with with a lid. And it takes one to two um, tablespoons. And then you can make your own milk, like a pitcher of milk. So they have um, almond, they have cashew, macadamia, coconut milk, and oat nut milk.
0: OK, wait, 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 wait. So you put those tablespoons of it or whatever
1: into your water. Does it yes. have to be in a, bl- in a blender? Well, or ha- they recommend blending it? and I definitely recommend blending because, you okay. you know, you want it to really mix on up. Does it taste good? Yeah, it's great. Is it like not thin? I mean, does it have like a little bit? Cause you know, I got to have a
0: little bit of like I don't like it when it's like that really thin almond milk and stuff. It's yeah,
1: no. Scarf. I mean, the base itself is the consistency of peanut butter. So okay, when you okay. blend it in, you know, it it has that milky consistency. Ooh, I want to try that. Well, and what I really like about it is I often forget to buy milk. And so you can just keep this base in your fridge and just kind of make it up as you go. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. Like uh-huh. it lasts for a long time. So, yeah, I'm really liking it. They have a chocolate okay, flavor. Cool. Um, but And I, I haven't. I haven't tried all the flavors, but I like the idea of it a lot. Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. Keep me posted on the flavors on that. I know, right? Yeah. I want to try the oat. I haven't tried the oat yet. I love oat milk. Ooh, I love it. I like oat milk, too. I also I also like hemp milk. Oh, I haven't had hemp milk. I like it. It has a nice taste. It's nutty. Oh, okay. It's like a nutty taste. Yeah, that's what I like. Then my other, um, my other recommendation is I am dipping my toes into the world of dry brushing. Oh, look at you, self-care lady! I know. Wow. Um, so, have you done dry brushing before? Well, yeah, I've got one, but I did it for like three days. I'm just too I lazy. Know. See, I know. So, I got a new one. It's a fancy one. Um, it is by Conscious Coconut, and it comes with its own oil. So this one's kind of interesting. Um, because you use the oil with the dry brush before uh-huh. you take a shower, yes. not after. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, um, while, while, while your skin's dry, but it's, you know, it's supposed to like promote your lymphatic drainage and uh-huh. increase your blood circulation. I have eczema. It's supposed to be, it's supposed to be good for your skin, but it's also supposed to be good for like your sensory, like if you have sensory issues,
0: uh-huh.
1: um, in fact, if you've ever had a kid who went to occupational therapy, brushing is something they often do for kids who have like sensory processing disorder. That's
0: right. You're right. Yeah. Which I yeah. believe
1: I have. I'm yeah, self-diagnosed. I,
0: I think you do, too.
1: I know. I think I, I actually do, too. I, I think will remind both. our listeners that mm-hmm. I wear my underwear inside out. Yeah. <laughs> like I'm not kidding.
0: Or, you know, like, we're, don't we both? Like, I know that I, I can't sleep. I have to wear pants because my legs can't touch each other while I'm sleeping. Yes. Because if my legs were to touch each other while I was asleep, it would ruin me. I would be ruined.
1: Well, yeah. Ruined. I also have to wear the same pajamas every night. And like, yeah, if I like went like, let's say that I like went on a trip and I accidentally forgot my PJs and then I just had to sleep in a T-shirt. I wouldn't sleep. I wouldn't wouldn't either. Well, I mean. If your legs to,
0: oh no, 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 no. And Forget I also it. prefer to walk around on the balls of my feet. Don't know if you knew that, but I just, I don't like <laughs> my heels to touch the ground. And now that I've got the dog that makes the floors feel gross, it's a really, really bad. It's like I'm actually developing some weird bone on one of my feet because mm, I rather put my heels down. I don't like the way that feels either.
1: Mm hmm. So supposedly so many issues. the dry brushing is supposed to help with this kind of stuff too with this because I also get very sensory overloaded, yeah. lights, noises. God forbid you be one of those leg shakers and sit next to you because I'll hate you forever.
0: <gasps> oh, totally the worst. <laughs> so- oh my gosh. There was this um, girl that I was, I was a pharmaceutical rep with years and years ago and we'd like share... A room together um when we go to conferences and things oh
1: boy and she
0: was like one of those like sheet rustlers that just oh. like all night long the sheet just kept on rustling over oh. and over for hours I oh didn't my sleep goodness up. didn't sleep on those strips uh no nope, that would not be sure did
1: not so anyway, hopefully, all of the dry brushing is just going to heal me right on up of all oh, of yeah. those issues.
0: You're not going to have any sensory issues after you use nope. that dry brush. Have Have you tried the dry brush yet? I'm just wondering. Oh yeah, because it's a okay. Yeah, yeah.
1: I okay. do. I mean, it's hard. You know, this the the one that I got is conscious coconut. It's made of bamboo and sisal, so it's not. Uh-huh it's not like a soft brush. No, not. Soft. Yeah. I mean, it, it is its own sort of sensory experience. I don't find it unpleasant, though. But I think the science around it is that you're giving yourself some sensory input, you know, and yeah, and that there's something in doing that that kind of calms down your nervous system. So I don't know. Well, I think it's, pretty amazing from what i've heard that people that when they actually
0: do it yes i'm just one of those that just just sitting in my bathroom staring at me
1: well i'm sad lonely because i won't pick it up i'm trying to make it part of my
0: routine so we'll see oh my gosh i'm so proud of you if you do that and your skin's gonna be
1: soft as a baby's butt we'll see i'll report back i will Margaret Abels, I'm a mom of three and I'm kind of like a laid-back I'm sure everything will work out just fine kind of a mom I'm Amy Wilson I'm also a mom of three but I'm a little more of a planner a header expert researcher think about it all really hard kind of mom you're a book reader you love your books I love my books. Together, we host the What Fresh Hell Laughing in the Face of Motherhood podcast, where every week we take our totally opposite parenting approaches and solve a parenting dilemma. We've solved travel sports. We've solved picky eaters. Yes. We've solved keeping your marriage alive while living with uh, small maniacs, which was an important one. That was very important and we do it all with a little advice and a lot of laughs plus some interviews with the experts you can subscribe to what fresh hell laughing in the face of motherhood wherever you get your podcasts or you can find us at whatfreshhellpodcast.com Okay, well, we are going to try a new segment for the show that we may do um, every once in a while. And this is basically an advice line segment. So we are going to do it in the future for topics such as skincare um, and health. Um, But today we are doing a little Ask the Therapist segment. Um, So a number of you wrote in with questions around relationships and self-care, and I am going to do my best to answer them. Um, Now, I do feel like I have to give you a caveat. I don't actually feel like that, but legally I am required to do so, that this is not actual therapy, that none of this should be construed as actual therapy. I am a licensed therapist, but um, if you have um, issues bigger and broader than the ones we're talking about, I would recommend that you call your own therapist. All right, our first question What practical day-to-day things, besides going to therapy or taking medication, can someone do to overcome social anxiety and or overstimulation from being among people? Um, Well, that is something that I personally deal with as well. Um, I can get very overstimulated from being around people. And oftentimes what happens, for those of us who are like that, what tends to happen is we then start after um, a social situation, Replaying and running every situation through our minds. We overanalyze. That's a part of social anxiety. Why did I say that? How did they think of me when I said that? Did I mess up? So, one of the best tools in our toolbox for dealing with anxiety like that, especially when it can be um, somewhat catastrophizing or irrational is to do um, cognitive behavioral therapy. Now, you don't have to run out and get a cognitive behavioral therapist to practice some of the tenets of CBT, um, as it is often called. Um, In fact, you can learn on your own how to do CBT just by yourself. Um, There are some really good resources online And there's some really great workbooks. Um, One of my favorites is Cognitive Behavioral Therapy Made Simple, 10 Strategies for Managing Anxiety, Depression, Anger, Panic, and Worry. You can order that online. It is a workbook. It will take you through the concepts of cognitive therapy diary um, or journaling. And this kind of journaling is incredibly helpful because it helps you parse out what it actually is that you're feeling anxious about, Um, and then it helps you look at whether or not the thing you're feeling anxious about is realistic or if maybe there are better ways to think about the scenario. So that's one um, suggestion I would give is a CBT workbook. Another suggestion I would give, and I know it sounds a little trite, but meditation. Um, When you're feeling overstimulated, meditation, getting grounded in your body is one of the best things you can do. Of course, this doesn't have to be long. It doesn't have to be specific. Um, Be easy on yourself with meditation. A great thing to do is try the Calm app on your phone um, or some other kind of a meditation app. There are five or ten minute segments that you can do so that it's not feeling overwhelming. Another good idea for people who feel overstimulated in a crowd is to do some kind of physical activity. I know probably not the exciting answer that you wanted to hear, but exercise, particularly when you're getting your heart rate up, really does relieve a lot of that overwhelm. Another idea I have for you is dry brushing. So for people who get overstimulated around a lot of people, that can sometimes be around sensory integration. And dry brushing is a great way to sort of re acclimate, reset your body and your whole sensory system. Dry brushing is exactly what it sounds like it's taking a brush. Um, and brushing it over your skin. Um, But it is found to be very helpful for people who get um, a lot of sensory overload. Um, So I think so those are some of the things that I would recommend for overcoming um, those feelings. Day to day, definitely check out CBT and do some kind of journaling in that vein. Um, If you can start to do that every day, you're going to get into the practice and the habit of capturing those anxious thoughts before they run amok. Okay, the next question I got involves um, recovering after a partner has had an affair. Someone asked, can I ever trust my partner again after they have cheated on me? So this is a tough one, because trust is really an individual thing. Um, Trust is for sure a case by case basis, and trust has to be earned. So I I think maybe a better way of framing this question, because it's really not a yes or no, would be, What are the ways my partner and I could move towards trust? As to whether or not you can trust again, those are things that I think you're going to have to look at the details of your own situation. Some of the things you could look at would be, were they caught or did they come clean? Is this a longstanding powder of dishonesty? Do they seem contrite? Do they seem interested in building back that trust. Those are things you can think through in terms of, okay, is this something that we can repair? And then in terms of repairing that trust, you know, that really is on your partner to earn your trust back. Some of the ways that I have seen couples do this would be going to counseling, obviously, having a session where a full disclosure is made, where um, you've got a third party there, but the partner who has been portrayed is able to ask all kinds of questions that they want answered. Now, I would never recommend going deep into specific questions that are going to paint a mental picture, because that just ends up being hurtful. But you know, if you feel like you have things you want answered, you could have a disclosure session with a therapist. Another thing it might involve in the beginning is some kind of accountability. Um, that could be that could look like anything from sharing passwords, which, you know, I think a lot of people recoil from in a in a typical normal relationship. But when there's been broken trust, that might be something that couples would want to do. That might look like having a more open book. That might look like sharing the passcode to the phone. I do want to caution against people who've been betrayed from getting into a cycle of snooping. But at the same time, you do want to kind of be more transparent. I do think that this is a situation that really does require a lot of counseling, I think, um, both individually, and for the couple. I do think trust can be restored. I've certainly seen it happen with couples, but it does take a lot of work. And it requires um, a lot of work on the part of the person who has had the affair. You know, it can be demoralizing to really have to earn another person's trust back. And it, it does take a lot of work. Um, but I do think it can be done. Okay, another question, and this one resonates with me as well. Um, Someone is asking about anxiety around children. Is it normal to feel so completely consumed with worry and anxiety about your child's present and future? Example, you worry about the potentials of sex and drugs when they're a teenager, even though they're just a toddler. Well, I don't love to conceptualize things in terms of normal or not normal. I do think that this is a common thing, but I don't think it is the healthiest place to be, the healthiest state of mind to be in as you're parenting. You know, one of the things that we tend to do as humans is that we try to predict the future and brace ourselves for every possible outcome. And we do that through worry. We think if I worry enough, um, then when this potential eventual catastrophe happens, I will have thought of how I will be and I'll be prepared. But in reality, you know, worry really only allows us to grieve the outcome of something before it's even happened and to have all of the stress of an outcome that may not even come true. So if you are finding yourself stuck in a cycle of worry about your children, I do not think that's optimal. Um, Do I think it's Typical. I think, yes, this is something many, many parents struggle with, but I think it's something many parents need to try to push against. Um, Ways to do that. um, Again, I'm going to go back to the CBT journal that I mentioned earlier. That is a very good tool. Very good tool for addressing excessive worry. There's also a book on Amazon called The Worry Trick. And I will link up all of these books in um, our selfie notes in selfiepodcast.com. But The Worry Trick is also a great one to look at. Another idea, too, is to give yourself daily five minutes of prescribed worry time where you will sit and worry about your children and then you're done. You have to be done. Doing that sort of tricks our brain into thinking that this is something that we have control over, because if we can prescribe and sit down and plan to do something, then we can also decide not to do that thing. Um, So allowing yourself that small time to worry each day. Okay, today um, I'm going to give myself my worry time from 4 to 4.05 p.m. I will worry about every potential calamity that could befall my child, and then I'll be done that can be very helpful too. I also think talking to friends is a good one, Um, especially friends who have some levity and who maybe, you know, oftentimes when we say something out loud, when we're really stressing about something, when we say it out loud, we can realize how irrational it sounds. So speak those worries out loud. Have a trusted friend who can tell you, okay, You're going too far. You need to chill. This probably won't happen. And if it does, we'll get through it. Um, But definitely talking to girlfriends is one that can help a lot. Okay, this next question has to do with um, relationships and addiction. Okay, if you have twins that are two years or younger and your husband relapses from drugs and alcohol, but goes into treatment and has been into treatment twice and has done well and come out. However, he's in nursing school and you're currently relying on a parent to financially support the family while he's doing so. But you as a mom and wife are worried he might relapse again. How do you know when a separation might be a good thing to do? I love him a lot. Attend and plan on staying with him for the rest of my life. But when do you know for the sake of the kids that you may need to step up, get a job or move out for a while while he gets himself figured out? Okay, lots of questions within this. But, um, you know, this is a wife with young children who's living with someone who has a drug or alcohol problem, has relapsed before, is working on figuring out how to support the family, but is worried he might relapse again. You know, I would be thinking, to be honest, I would be thinking about a self-reliance plan well before separation. In fact, I, I think that your time to think about self-reliance plan is now. I do think that you should figure out some way that you would make money. I do think you need to step up and do that. And not just for him, but for yourself. You do need a contingency plan. You do need to figure out how to become financially independent. And you know, I will say that I would give that advice to any woman in a marriage not just someone married to an addict, although you definitely have a higher risk there. But every woman really does need to have a backup plan because nothing is ever assured. And many of us, myself included, left the workplace to have our babies and then found ourselves less employable than our husbands when the bottom fell out of our marriage. So and some of that is inevitable, you know, and some of that is an active choice, you know, it is okay to stay home, to take care of babies. But you always have to have a foot in the door and some kind of a contingency plan of how will I support myself? So I think you have that hunch, and I would just affirm that that is a good place to start. I would worry more about that and less about separation. And I'll say this too, separation, that is a stressful place to be, um, especially when you're living with an addict. It's not necessarily a bad thing to do but if you have two young kids you might just be in a mode of survival and if separation makes things more difficult for you if that makes your life more topsy-turvy then you might want to think about that as well um It is difficult to be married to an addict. It is. And the the biggest piece of advice I could give you if you're not already is to make sure that you are involved in your own recovery, that you're going to groups for partners of addicts, that you are really focusing on yourself, which it sounds like you're starting to do. You cannot change or control him. There is nothing you can do to keep him sober. There is no amount of good wifing, of being a good person that is going to make him sober. Only he can do that. And all you can really do is focus on yourself and make sure that you are the best version of yourself for if you stay married or if you don't. Um, If you can do that, that will be the best outcome no matter what choice he makes. Okay, next question. I struggle with depression and had a traumatic childhood. I'm being treated by a doctor and I'm in therapy. My question is this I'm finding it difficult to have discipline in many areas of my life food, taking care of myself, washing my hair, face regularly, brushing my teeth, exercising. I feel like others have this internal motivation to care for their bodies and I just don't. Any suggestions on how to cultivate structure in my life? Well, I will say that what you're saying is not uncommon. I think people who struggle with depression and people who are still dealing with trauma have a very hard time taking care of themselves. Um, That actually tends to be fairly normal. Um, Depression can cause low low motivation and trauma can cause you to feel like you are in a fog. Um, I'm glad that you're being treated by a doctor. I do believe that there are medications that can help with that motivation if you have not tried a medication yet we know that meds for depression can help alleviate some of that a- a motivation that you're talking about. And it sounds like you're in therapy to deal with the traumatic childhood. So I do believe that as you work on those two things, you're going to find some relief in this. But in the meantime, you might have to fake it till you make it. You know, you might have to do a lot, you know, you don't have the internal motivation. So you might have to set yourself up for external motivation. So some suggestions on that. Number one, I would recommend that you set timers on your phone, set timers for the time that you are going to brush your teeth, that you're going to wash your face, the time by which you're going to be dressed and ready for the day if you have an Alexa, set it there first, make it really difficult to ignore. You could even set up two timers back to back with each other. Um, You're really trying to structure your day and give yourself external support. Um, So setting timers, um, planning your day the night before. So the night before, you're gonna write out a list of everything you're gonna do that day. Another idea, too, for helping you in that is enlist friends, enlist support, find an accountability partner who's struggling with something similar, um, you know, set the timers together, um, text each other, did you brush your teeth? Did you shower yet? How are things going? Um, I know that can be really vulnerable, but that can be a great way to offer some external accountability for your for your own self care. Um, self-care. um In terms of exercising, that's another one where a friend can come in really handy, make a date with the friend, make a date with someone that you don't want to cancel on. Another idea too, if this is a real struggle for you is to hire a personal trainer, if that's something you can afford. The personal trainer kind of forces you to get up and go in or pay for a bank of classes, pay for um, pay and sign up for a number of classes that if you don't show up, you're not going to get your money back. So really the best thing that I could vi- advise you is if the internal motivation isn't there yet, set yourself up with systems of external motivation until it becomes habit. It is okay that it's not there yet, um, but I do think you want to set up your life so that you're kind of going through the motions until it really clicks in on an inner level. All right, where that is all the questions that we have time for today. If you have a relationship question or any other question you wanna be asked by one of our Selfie hosts, you can do so by visiting our Facebook group, which is called Selfie Podcast Community on Facebook. In that community, we have a link to our anonymous advice line. um, And you can ask a question without even leaving your name. You can also leave us a voice question. You can do that at www.speakpipe.com slash Podcast. And then you can leave a question with your own voice. We hope you will join us in the Facebook community. Thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us. Continue the self-care conversation with us over at Instagram at